Hello fellow time travelers, I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by... Dalton Hughes. And by... Alison Fitzsafried. And we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Enjoy your travels. This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I am Eric Colbranson. With me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Joe Peterson. How's it going tonight, Joe? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good for me. And once again, we have the the honor and uh, to have a guest host, and a uh, guest host you may recognize by this point, who's joined us a few other times. In fact, just recently to talk a little bit about the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan films. Uh, we welcome back to the Video Junkyard podcast artist and our favorite co-host, Ryan Stiskel. How's it going, Ryan? Uh, good. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <sighs> so we Sounds have some uh, real... We have, a, we have a couple of really odd movies to talk about over the next few weeks, um, right? I mean, so the whole yes. idea is we're, yeah, we're yeah. picking musicals, right? And... Well, actually, seemed, I think it was like uh, me and Eric just wanted to torture Joe. I think yeah, that's yeah, I I'm think pretty that's, sure yeah, that was our bo- idea. Both but. of these were first-time <laughs> viewings for me, yeah. I mean, when we first thought, oh, well, let's do like some 70s, 80s, maybe 90s musicals, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, we could do like a little shop of horrors or something. We almost <laughs> did do that one, but somehow I talked you guys into doing shock treatment instead, which I, I mean, letting the cat out of the bag, I guess, but... Um, which I mean, for better or worse, I I, th- <laughs> I think it's certainly a little more of a we'll say deeper in the junkyard type of musical. Um, oh yeah, certainly yeah. a cult it's in the movie. it's in the trunk know, like it's in the trunk of a car in the junkyard. Um, well marinated yeah, in the so. garbage juices. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like a sp- spilled beer was all over it, and then the hot sun. Sorry, but, uh, sorry. Eric. Yeah, so we. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so how do you pick, you know, cult musicals? There are a lot of good ones. Another one that popped into my head, and this is not necessarily from the era, same era, but was um, Ken Russell's uh, film adaptation of The Who's Tommy, I think. Oh, yeah. One to do as well. But So maybe we'll, we have another couple of musical episodes in our future. We'll see. But, yeah. Or Sgt. Pepper. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, the Bee Gees. I've never even seen that. I've heard it to stay away from it. But, I mean, I, I, I would probably end up enjoying it. Who knows? Probably. But yeah, so I, I gotta actually, you you mentioned right the the title here, the shock treatment. But and before yes. you go into a little um, intro, I know you're gonna go into a little intro of it. But yeah, this is one actually you've been mentioning uh, to me for years, ever since you were actually the one who introduced me. I'll also admit to uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
Yes, and so and, and ever since I was who... like, you know, I love that one. That one's great. Uh, and so yep. you keep mentioning shock treatment. So when you mentioned, I was like, okay, all right, yeah, it's time. Let's let's give it a whirl. So uh... that's very good. Hello, I'm Doctor Cosme McKinley. I'd like to tell you about a new film from the gang that gave you the Rocky Horror Show, Shock Treatment. <laughs> I'm not a local with to suit you myself. I've been a cynic for too many years. Playing doctor and nurse, it can be good for your health. I've seen clinics with those gimmicks in tangents. But if you open your heart to a smooth operator, he'll take you for all that you've got. He'll hand you a curse that'll be with you later. It'll shake you the way he takes off Like a shot You need to be the Get you jumping like a real life wire Need to be the Shop treatment So look out, mister Don't you blow your last resistor For a vista that'll mystify ya You're blinded by romance You're blinded by science Your condition is critical pathetically crazy about shock treatment trust me i'm a doctor (laughs) so for those who don't know um shock treatment is the sequel of sorts to the rocky horror picture show it uh is a musical by richard o'brien and stars most of the um cast of the rocky horror picture show except for the heavy hitters like no susan sarandon no tim curry um no barry bostwick and um it uh, yeah. So it technically, like from a technical side, say it shares a director, shares writers, shares um, everything. So it's a, essentially a really great example of how lightning doesn't strike twice, right? So they're, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll we'll kind of dive into that later. But yeah, for those who don't know, it's a if you're the familiar shock, with the, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, doesn't doesn't strike it, twice. <laughs> it yeah. is the um, sequel to it. It does bear some similarities. It also bears a lot of differences, and we'll kind of dive into that as we talk a little more about it. Um, it also has a lot of similarities to the other film that we kind of paired it up with, and that is. Um, not sure what our airing order is going to be for it, but it is, uh, so either we talked about it last week or we're t- going to talk about it next week, is the um, Phantom of the Paradise, which you guys are um, hopefully familiar with. It's a very similar film. We'll, we'll discuss a little bit about you know which one we think is a higher quality film at the end of the day. Um, 
But anyway, let's do a little introduction to shock treatment. Um, the madness and mayhem continue in this sequel to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. In the continuing adventures of Brad and Janet Majors, this, their suburban hometown, Denton, USA, has been transformed into a giant TV studio where the brainwashed citizens remain happily glued on an endless series of soap operas, variety acts, and game shows. But before you can say, we'll be right back after this, the station's unscrupulous sponsor has locked Brad up in a mental hospital and recruited Janet to be the sexy star of her own hit show. Stay tuned for a shocking lineup of maniacal characters, biting satire, and all-out fun. That is uh, <laughs> Shock Treatment, 1981, directed by Richard Sherman and written by none other than Richard O'Brien. So, Of course. Um, yeah, so did, was this the first time for you as well, Ryan, with this one? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been aware of it for a while uh, I can't tell you how long. It's one of those things where I just be on Wikipedia looking up random stuff, and I, li- I like Rocky Horror, and Shock Treatment mm-hmm. shows up. I'm like, oh, one of these days. And then uh, it was put on your guys's on your list to <laughs> review. And I think it was like two weeks ago I watched it on YouTube. I was just looking it up. I'm like, oh, I'll look it up again. And it's like, oh, look, one of the second videos you can watch is the entire movie. The movie, I, yeah. I said, fuck it, I'll do it. And yeah, there, I, <laughs> so there was I a, might be rusty. There was a kid in my dorm my freshman year of college who talked about this all the time. So at that point, Eric, I had you show me you showed me Rocky Horror when we were in high school, I think. So I had seen it yeah, by probably. then. And so, and I think... And I remember you had mentioned something about it, but I don't even think you'd seen it yet. I did not see this. To, I mean, to kind of, and, and not to cut you off, I'll let yeah. you get right back to it. But yeah, so as Joe mentioned in high school, I went through a borderline obsession period with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Me and a group of friends were just like heavily into it. You um, still have the garters like the... too, right? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm wearing them right now. I knew <laughs> it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um but yeah i'm in so my we, fishnet so you know we're big time big time fans and you know went and saw it whenever we could it didn't show a whole lot where we grew up but whenever we could went and saw the movie listened to the soundtrack you know our band my high school band even covered the time warp as part of our act you know so when i when we were growing up it was still a little bit harder to come by these things so i think i was in college before i ever really I think I knew shock treatment existed. Like there was kind of whispers that you know there was a not as successful sequel. <laughs> whispers uh, in the, the shadows. <laughs> yeah, to to Rocky Horror. But no, I didn't see it probably until college. And maybe Joe can help me remember. There was this little um, video store in Carbondale where we went to school, Southern Illinois University, that had a lot, like a really great selection of kind of cult and and B. Uh, films and some kind of just obscure video stuff that was uh, hard to find. And that's where I came across a copy of this and about, you know, shit myself. Like, oh my God, there it is. Like this kind of like holy grail of, I mean, I knew it was obscure. I knew it was not as well loved. And I knew, you know, I I knew a little bit about what I was getting into, but I never thought I was going to run into this thing in a video store. And I did. So took it back to the dorms. I was living in the the towers at at Carbondale, which is two um, kind of dorm buildings. And, um... Yeah, I think watched it with my <laughs> with a couple people on my floor who probably are all walked what? walked out in the first fifteen minutes of it. But what what video uh, store was that? I'm blanking on that. Right uh, it was. We're gonna we're gonna discuss the geography in, of Carbondale for a moment. <laughs> yeah, it was down yeah, in a like little strip mall. Um, 
kind of where do you remember where don taco was when it first opened okay yeah i know what you're talking about it was like a bookstore yeah, that had yeah random, it was yeah. a bookstore really but they had like a little yeah. video section and sorry i did call it a it really was a bookstore and i can't yeah. remember what it was yeah what it was I, I, I i don't but know anyway, what it was I called that but place. Yeah, it was... i saw so many great movies like happening upon them there um See, I, w- I was kind of hoping not to cut you off but the way you were building it up like this like you found the arc of, of like, yeah. b movies i was kind of hoping you found it in, like a tiny shop where they're selling like a mogwai or whatever they're called from yeah. gremlins <laughs> i was I like mean, oh like, tell me you got a guy like an I, I asian man with like a glassy eye no no <laughs> no no this was right next to the monkey's paw um but yeah the, <laughs> yeah i know i know that place now yeah, right next to uh quattro's pizza so yeah that there's our yes it was, quattro's yeah. pizza in carbondale illinois <laughs> five four nine five three two six. they got rid of the number they've changed <laughs> their number oh, i'm bumped sucks. so but anyway, there was a guy these, new in the dorms yeah. who was obsessed with this movie. <laughs> you two are on your own thing. Like me and the audience are just like no I idea. Know. <laughs> I know this this guy I knew my freshman year in the dorms. Just he, this was the greatest film he'd ever seen. He talked about it constantly, and you know, mm-hmm. oh, he was like, "Oh, if you like Rocky, or you'll love this. You'll love it." And, but he never never got around to like seeing it or anything. Cause, like I didn't. He yeah just talked about it all the time and so i had one person who was going off about it constantly and but they were a little strange anyway and then <laughs> you had mentioned it but you never you never really raved about it so i don't know what and yeah. since this is your kind of movie what what do you what are your thoughts on this you know i i have an odd relationship with shock treatment in a way and it's be- because it was so built up in my mind like just just trying to find this movie you're thinking i would never get a chance to see it Obviously, in the age of the internet, that doesn't really exist anymore. I don't think people understand how inaccessible some of this stuff was growing up as, like, a teenager in a small town. Um, You know, if your video store didn't have it, and then the Blockbuster in Rockford didn't have it or whatever, you know, which is the the nearest large city to where I grew up, um, you you weren't ever going to see it, right? (laughs) Like, that was it. That was uh, the end of the line. So Well, the future um, is now, Eric. Yes, yeah. I know. You can so. watch it on YouTube, so the future right. is now. Yeah, and I've actually bought this thing twice on DVD now. Thanks, Video Junkyard Podcast. I didn't have it again and repurchased it. And, and anyway, it's in my collection again. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's not Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I think anybody going into it thinking that, which, I mean, how can you really help it if you're a fan of that? Um, I mean, it's all the strangeness, but none of the fun. Right. Well, and it's the music's not... When it, when it works, it works, but it's not quite as memorable as Rocky Horror. And I know the people that run the uh, Shock Treatment, official Shock Treatment fan club, which still exists, by the way. There's um, like three people, right? It's it's actually yeah, two, it's two of the guys. Of them. It's, it's the, the guy, guy who sold you the, de- the, the movie and the guy who was roommates with Joe. <laughs> That's who I think right. it is. Yeah, and me. you know. Then, yeah. Oh, and you. I didn't want to <laughs> out you. I didn't want to out you. <laughs> But um, I do have kind of a bit of a love-hate relationship with it. I, I don't like this movie as much as what we were, you know, the other one we're going to talk about next week, last week, whatever. Um, but I think there's some there's some charm to this. I think there's a middle section of this movie that just is doesn't work. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's ideas yeah. and uh, the things that it's trying to kind of say social, like the social commentary that it's trying to get at just doesn't really ever come off like it, it, it does, doesn't come off clearly ever and isn't a comp it doesn't accomplish what i think it's attempting to say no uh, i agree with you completely on it like it yeah 
it, it's, it tried to plays off as a soap opera near the end. You see the elements of like, oh, look, it's trying to take bits of television because it's a show about ignoring mental health for television. But it's just like, right. I think this well, gave me some mental on... health issues. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, in commentary on, you know, the whole thing being sponsored by a fast food chain that's run by an evil, did you... evil twin, I guess. And like, <laughs> did you uh... notice the emblem for that looked like oh, a yes. swastika kind of <laughs> yep. like with the five F's <laughs> like, yeah, ooh. I mean, and there's a lot of stuff going on like that. And so, I mean, I think Richard O'Brien is, it, he's a very clever writer and a very talented person. I just think this doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't quite get the it, no. message across. And and it's got like, if, if it could keep the momentum that I think it has in like the first maybe 20 minutes, maybe even the first half an hour of the film, it could, it would have really been good, but it just kind of dive bombs after that point. There's well, a, there's a section of the film that goes on for almost 40 minutes uh, right before the climax that is literally a bunch of uninteresting songs with people walking around in hallways singing them and well that right there is like the characters are like nothing that you, you, you care to grab onto right like you, you kind of want you know, to because like i know you from rocky and... but the rest of it's just like eh. like and i think that's a big part of it is jessica harper's you know she she's great in a lot of what she does but she's not a, a, a replacement for susan sarandon and she's not, I mean, not that that should be expected of her to do because it's a very, it's a different movie and the character's a little different even, even though it's technically the same character. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Cliff, and Clifty Young, um, as much as I kind of like him as a, as an eighties, you know, early nineties, kind of that guy actor that's in a bunch of stuff, he really hurts this movie with his inability to sing whatsoever i'm not sure why they decided to you know not dub him or something but um yeah well, he's he literally sings in almost every song in the film and he's just really bad he doesn't do anything in the film really he, he he's he does more of the evil brother than anything yeah and yeah. Uh, barely anything what were you gonna say joe uh, You're, I, you exist uh, yeah I, what was your you watched this the first for the first time like <laughs> what I okay. Um, this is on my list of one of the worst films I've ever seen. It's, it's, <laughs> it's up there. I so here was the setting. I we, we, I got the copy. Thanks, Eric. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, I, yeah, I get a thanks. You just said it was the worst thing. <laughs> well, thanks for the effort. Um, <laughs> my wife and daughter were were out, and my son fell asleep on the couch. And I was like, all right, I'll put this on. And within about a half hour, I had this weird feeling of panic, like, oh, my God, if if Sarah and Lisa come home and see me watching this, I have to explain something. <laughs> and I don't well, want I mean, to explain because I don't know what the fuck is going on. And this is the, the music was there. OK, so there's there's one character that just bugged the shit out of me for some reason and i don't know why it he was like the the the, the head male nurse the head the head um because you got little nell who yeah, plays yeah. the one nurse oh rick rick mail that was rick mail yeah it sure was jimmy the the whatever his name is um yeah sure was an uh early early career uh rest home, rest ricky. home ricky is the yeah. name of his character yep he looked yeah that's drop dead fred himself wow <laughs> i didn't even i don't know there was something about i think it was just the, there was a every dance move dance scene that guy's in he looks like he's late for something and it's on his mind 
I mean, he yeah, is just he lo- not. He really in looks it. like he does not want to be there. In no, this movie. I, I, my notes are some of the harshest things I think I have ever written about. Oh, you a actually movie. took notes. I, I felt <laughs> I didn't I want had to record to. any of this. I didn't want to record any of it in my brain. You know, it feels forced like a joke only one person got. What does Richard O'Brien know about this cast where he's forcing them to do this? <laughs> I, I just, and I went on from there. I've seen checked out high school kids in plays that were putting in more effort. This runs like if the asylum tried to rip off John Waters or Rocky Horror. <laughs> I just, I, I have, I hate to say See, it, I have like nothing good to say about this. That's well, I okay. Think there's some that's stuff okay. here that works, and there's some clever stuff going on in the movie. Like, I just think it doesn't pay off. Like, is the problem, and I think it was an intentional decision on the filmmakers. You know, the intentional decision by the filmmakers to kind of contain the whole thing in a film studio. It's kind of part of what they were trying to say. It probably also was a budget. You know, like they probably thought, "Whoa, really good idea, right?" Because it'll save us all this money. But containing everything in the three or four sets that they had really hurt the movie. It just seemed like they were walking around in the same damn hallways over and over again. Um, and the which, hallways which were Which half of the movie is people singing down a hallway, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, or which songs come out of nowhere. Yeah, a point songs yeah. song about going built, to bed. Yeah. They, yeah, and they the, the songs are not quite... Okay, don't get me wrong. Let's, let's not... Let's not pretend that Rocky Horror doesn't have some of the same problems, right? Oh, totally. It just is a little more fun. Like, it's got the same songs that don't really make sense, like, or don't really fit in the narrative. Almost, you know, there's a lot of that in, in Rocky Horror Picture Show as well. The thing is, is like like Ryan pointed out, this just kind of seemed to miss the fun bits. Like, it's, um, the music's not totally bad. Like, if you if you throw the the, the uh, soundtrack to this on there's there's a couple of good you know decent songs try to get the ones that brad isn't a major part of oh, but um, I, the ti- the title track's a good earworm actually i like i like the shock treatment song um so on the ear not to interrupt you but i've told yeah, joe this because we briefly talked about it uh texting a few days i think yesterday or a few days ago yeah, yeah and i told him like even though i saw the movie like two weeks ago over two weeks ago like I still can't get the first song, the Denton song, out of my head, and I hate it. I fucking hate it. But here's the thing. It's kind of perfect because the lyric goes, you had good in Denton, Denton, you had good intentions. I'm like, that's perfect. That's this movie. (laughs) Like, you had good intent. Like, it tells you straight out the bat. Like, uh, you had good intentions, but um, I'd rather be, like, shocked in the brain. I think one of the things that, why this doesn't work is Rocky Horror started out as a stage play, right? Yep. I know. I think I know what you're going to say. This is one of the notes I wrote down too. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. And it, it it took it was it was on stage for years, and it was kind of catering to this this kind of niche audience, and then it grew from that. And it's also taking a classic story and putting this kind of cheeky kitschy spin on it right so it's taking frankenstein right. and it's spinning it and adding in other well, a lot of sci-fi driving kind of things, yeah right? uh, you know the whole opening track and everything is all drive-in type you know creature feature mm-hmm. uh you know that kind of thing night and this th- there's enough scenes in this where it just looks like they're trying to replicate stuff from rocky horror like they're trying yeah. to, to fit it into a formula but that's my biggest problem with this movie is that but it, just it beat doesn't beat yeah but because it wasn't originally written for stage i think it 
doesn't translate well as, as a comparison, right? Like right. It's hard to compare these two. This really looks like a... I, it, gosh. You know what it's like? It's like taking Rocky Horror Picture Show and making it safe for TV. It's, it's I would word, say yeah. I would say more like <laughs> having having this is like somebody trying to remake Rocky Horror who has never seen it or even heard a description <laughs> of it. They've just heard blips, so they're gonna because none of the scenes really. I I actually seriously had a hard time following this movie because I did the first time I watched it too. It took me. This is like probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen it, and I I think at this You're point I'm finally man. like okay, like I understand the, I understand what's going on. However, let, like, let's go back in time travel, if you guys will, to wherever you were the first time you saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Was your reaction to it much different than this? Because I know I made the mistake of watching Rocky Horror the first time I ever saw it. As a 16-year-old kid, um, oh. I got a VHS copy of it. I went, everyone says this is a great movie. You know, it's a, it's a cult classic, whatever that means at the time. You know, when I'm 16. And... Um, I'm going to, you know, I want to see this thing. And I, I put it in and I watched it by myself in my bedroom when I'm 16 years old. And I think when that thing got it, when credits were rolling, I was like, what the fuck is going on in this, you know, like, <laughs> see, why does anybody like this movie? This is, you know, hot, hot garbage and all this stuff. And then, like, I started talking to people about it. And I think this is the phenomenon that created Rocky Horror. And, and, and please, please don't, like, equate that I'm saying shock treatment deserves the, you know, the acclaim that Rocky Horror does. Because I don't think it does. But just try to, you know, don't remove yourself too much from that reaction. Because the first time, you know, what was your reaction the first time you guys saw Rocky Horror? I know how you feel about shock treatment, but. <laughs> well, I, I mean, my, my first time seeing Rocky Horror, like I said, I was in high school. But I think because I was like a senior in high school, I think, and I because I had heard, and I know we're you know talking about shock treatment. Here's Rocky Horror, but um, well, right. But I, I, I remember. Let's about talk about a better movie. I think the I think the the first time I heard of Rocky Horror Picture Show was they were showing it. Okay, this is really going to date me. Uh, they were showing it at the Rockford Rocky Rococo Pizza, where they sometimes used to show movies, like oh, yeah, pizza okay. parlor movies thing. Um, and so I'm like, Rocky, Rocky, I'm confused, right? And I knew as a kid, I like scary movies and horror picture show. Okay. And I was asking my mom, can I go, can I see that? And she's like, no, you cannot see that. And then as I got older, I saw just like images from it. Mostly here's Tim Curry in, you know, in, you know, in bondage gear, essentially. And, uh, or burlesque and, Lingerie, and, here's, bu- and, and here's and the big yeah. red lips and all that and it was vampire drag yeah i, I got i kind of started getting like okay, this is this is more of a as a kid more of a naughty type movie than a scary movie and mm. so i and then i over the years just more people would talk about it i'm like okay it's camp i get camp it's camp and yeah when i saw it i was kind of expecting zany off the wall with music and so yeah i think my first reaction upon seeing rocky horror incidentally was actually like okay i was i was i knew kind of what i was getting into so maybe yeah. maybe that see, i don't i'm not real. sure i did <laughs> yeah yeah i think if you i don't think i sh- i didn't watch it with just by myself and by the time i saw rocky horror i knew that they show this in theaters and people have bags of stuff that they throw at the screen <laughs> So then when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, that's where you throw toast. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, you know. Yeah, see, I, I had so, some idea of, like, that it was, you know, 
it was a midnight movie that people went and saw over and over again and it was you know this cult sensation and and but i'm not sure i even like had a grasp on it like being like a musical and being like you know the so yeah yeah. what about you ryan okay so (laughs) so i probably saw it around the same time you guys did not age same time because i saw it when i was like 11 or 12 oh shit oh, wow. mm-hmm. by myself in the middle of the night like it was on is like october so halloween it was on a on a cable station of some kind like satellite whatever uh i was aware of rocky horror because of the drew carey show had an old episode dedicated to it so i knew this <laughs> yeah, i knew I the songs that. Yeah. yeah that I, I knew the songs like that was like i was six seven eight i don't know somewhere in before 10 when they did that but then i finally got to see the movie and i would say as like an 11 or 12 year old however old i was um, I was very confused by what was going on. Not like I watched like more mature movies like around that age and mm-hmm. never could do horror stuff. So I think the name horror actually pushed me away from it, but then it came on and I really had fun with it. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I will say like when you're in that preteen prepubescence, uh, age group, you're just left being like, I don't, uh, Tim, you're confusing me. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of so, goes back to one of my previous comments uh, when we did the review for Legend. So that just explains me in a nutshell. So Which I think, makes yeah. Muppets Treasure Island even more confusing oh. for me. <laughs> but, you know, I think, but so that's I, a different and I think that's one of the things day. about shock treatment that, that doesn't work, too, is there isn't... No there's Well, it definitely hurts <laughs> from having no Tim Curry. But yeah. it, it doesn't have this kind of phenomenon behind it so Mm. i mean if i were i I guarantee if any of us saw this movie when we were between 12 and 16 by ourselves in a room and had never heard anything about it i don't know if if there would i I don't i don't know if it would have any redeeming qualities because i think i'm not sure it would have i I mean besides maybe the yeah i don't know i I think you're right i I, I do agree with that like if it's not connected to rocky horror in any way I think like, I think the connection gives it like a minuscule pass. In some yeah. cases, like if, if this was it just, does, and I think yeah, if this was a, if this was Richard O'Brien's first film, that would be the end of Richard O'Brien's career. I mean, this was the essentially the end of Richard, besides popping up in bit bit roles in in other movies from time to time. I'm I'm not sure he did a whole lot. He recorded a couple of albums of yeah. music that he had written for musicals. He never got off there. Um got off the ground but this this essentially buried him and and to go way back to something you said earlier joseph that another problem i see with this movie is 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 i think you hit the nail on the head and kind of one of the notes i wrote down was that rocky horror did have the benefit of being a stage play and and playing for 10 years prior prior to it you know becoming a, a movie and um so they got to tweak what worked and what didn't work and they got to you know move some scenes around and they ended up you know removing some stuff from the from the finished uh, film because it, it the pace didn't work so they took some some songs out that were in the stage play that didn't end up in the film um so yeah they get they had a lot of advantages so trying to write a brand new musical for film without ever having it play on stage without ever having it to i think richard o'brien might have been a little in over his head and probably had a lot of pressure with you know the huge success that rocky horror had to become kind of accidentally um so yeah, I don't totally, I don't totally blame him. I see like there's some, sort of, there's some ideas here, but 
Uh, I don't think he's effective with getting a lot of them across. And some of the songwriting, although I like his songwriting, I generally like his songs okay. It just doesn't seem to really fit or do anything for the narrative. So there's like some songs here that don't really need to be there, like, mm-hmm. or make any sense or push the story anywhere. So it, it, is it, you know, in that sense, is it really a musical or you just have all of a sudden have this kind of like long music uh, video that isn't making a whole lot of sense? Like, well, I guess it's in 2015. It's, I guess they were, they're, they're starting to make a stage production in London about it. That's what something they did. About yeah. It. Yeah. And somebody said that they did, I read somewhere, and this is probably by someone who's a fan of it in the first place, but they did say that it's it, it was really an improvement from the film, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I could see that being a possibility, you know, and it would have to be, I think the scope of it would have to be scaled back a bit. It gets a little overly complicated in the way the story's being told, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I just felt like, narratively this was a bit of a train wreck more than a bit it was a train wreck um and i i think the cast is a big part of that i mean you've got the entire the people like they're supposed to be like the townsfolk of denton that are just sitting in the studio audience or something and yeah the whole town being the studio audience yeah yeah, and they're singing and everything but i just looking at the people sitting there was like how many of you read Rocky Horror Picture Show sequel in the newspaper looking for extras and you showed up. <laughs> and that's yeah. and that's it, you know. And like they're just diehard Rocky well, fans. It, what's funny is if you know or have seen Rocky Horror Picture Show as many times as I have, you recognize some faces in that studio audience from people that are dancers in the time warp scene. Yeah. In uh yeah, in Rocky Horror. So I mean obviously they called some people back just to have I mean, literally, that, that's this movie's biggest problem. It's got a lot of problems. But the biggest problem is, is that this movie is just really trying hard to be Rocky Horror, but then trying hard not to be at the same time. And it's not... Um, like, every beat-for-beat, beat, like, musical-wise, and the way the story moves, and kind of, like... It even has, like, the nighttime scene that Rocky Horror has. Yeah. And, like, everything is, like... It just kind of flows the same. And... Yeah, I don't know. It, it it tried too hard to, like like we said, like make lightning strike twice, which, you, I mean, everybody should know is not, you know, only rarely does that work out for people. <laughs> like, um, you know, Rocky Horror was what it was. It was initially, a, you know, a, a bomb kind of panned movie as well, but it took off because it had these, like, little charming things about it. Um, it had you know, Tim memorable, Curry. <laughs> memorable songs, great cast. Yeah, just kind of, and kind of this quirkiness, um as well as uh, appealing to, you know, kind of the underground community, like, uh, as well. Like, it, not just the LBGT community, but, like, um, yeah, just in general, uh, people that are a little... Marginalized. You know, looking, for, looking for, yeah, marginalized, but looking for entertainment out of a main studio, a main, major studio that is uh, well, yeah, featuring... Building off of that, I would say that um, where Rocky was like, that's why it kind of got its community because it did have that connection of like people who felt underground. And not only that, you got the these, let's just say um, uh, Brad and Janet, their characters are meant to be like wholesome, quote unquote, wholesome American couple, young, naive, and then they're thrown into this freak show castle <laughs> mm-hmm. and expose and then that's what generates this underground community they're like yeah that i feel represented in this because that's 
we, we can we can find something in there like this there's our own there's our own castle and party going on that these normal these normals can't handle and like there was kind of this fun exposure to this strange world they're from they're aliens they're from another dimension mm-hmm. so that like you have you're as the audience is wholesome americans watching this movie and you're thrown into this adventure these characters are not good people to begin with brad and janet uh, and then you see them have their own arcs, whatever, and, and it's fun. But in shock treatment, this one's just flat out just insults, kind of like you know the TV watching American culture, uh, yeah. which is fine. But you don't have a, a group that you can latch onto, like an underdog or or somebody who's who's pushed back. You don't have any of that. No, you're it's just still relying. This. You're re- yeah, it's relying on a, a fan base for Rocky right. Horror. I mean, this right. this like, movie wasn't gonna win any fans. Nobody was gonna be like, "Eh, Rocky Horror sucked," but I love that shock treatment. Nobody's gonna say. Yeah. In fact, the only reason people are going to shock treatment or watching it is because they want to see a sequel to Rocky Horror. And yeah, the Brad and Janet yeah, characters sure. are the stand-in for the viewers. And in this one, they're just characters. I mean, they could have been There's anybody. No Brad. Brad's just a body. No. He literally <laughs> just sits there strapped to a chair the whole movie. Yeah. It's like one of the things is with Funny Rocky is watching this like, well, I'm going to whatever, waving yeah. his finger like tough guy. <laughs> and then before you know it, he's getting blown by Tim Curry's character in bed. And it's awkward. It's just like you exposed him for you're not as wholesome as you think you are. Same goes for Janet. These people well, yeah, are like, I mean, okay, Janet's self-centered and she wants to be a, a star but what's brad do he wants to be a vegetable was he he's just a yeah, it's, there. yeah nothing <laughs> yeah it's true it it, it it the commentary it's trying to make it blames kind of like everything it equates mental health to or um it, it goes after uses the whole like ment farley flavors mental health initiative in it to go after things like television consumption fast food uh people's obsession with um material goods like clothing and cars and um and it's really heavy-handed the way it does it and um but it's not like it just like mentions it like same with the songs i'd say its message and its songs are like dealt in the same way like you're watching this movie and it pops up reminding you oh yeah i forgot this was supposed to be a musical (laughs) oh yeah we haven't had somebody singing in five minutes so let's throw in another song that throw them in a hallway yeah put them in a hallway and have a song yeah this was and i it feels like okay so somebody had a bunch of ideas they had a basic outline for a story they wanted to tell but rather than actually develop it they just kind of randomly threw scenes on the scenes don't segue from one to the next very well um well and i feel like it's because the music doesn't quite yeah, I mean the music doesn't hold the narrative. Like I, I feel like there's songs in here that could were just kind of like, well, I have this idea for a song. Let me see if I can fit it into the movie somewhere. Yeah, but like, the song doesn't yeah. even contribute anything to the story. Yeah. Like yeah. I would say, like one thing I think would have been interesting is why why you have Janet do her side story similar to like Rocky Horror. You have these two separated. They have their own side right. stories and come together. What they should have did is have Brad actually feel like maybe I am insane. Like have a whole sub story for Brad as a like, character. Am I actually an emotional cripple? Because that's kind of their whole like thing. That, right. You know, like show um, that which fits. I mean, especially if you would have had Barry Bostwick and not Cliff D. Young, I think you could have done something with that. But 
but yeah. they just they just i don't know what i know what they were trying to focus on but it's just like who cares there's better ways of telling us and you're not it <laughs> yeah i mean i think the story like i said before i think it's overly for whatever the story they're trying to tell it's overly complicated rocky horror was pretty simple right you know it's yeah. you know the 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 good yeah, couple yeah. that's in all the drive-in movies like you were saying ryan you know they show up Ooh, spooky, weird, crazy, crazy people, and you know why not? They're aliens, and then that's it. It's a and expose them. It's 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 an exposure story. It's an exposure story. This is a uh, heist. No, not really. It's a conspiracy theory, uh, social commentary. Uh, break fourth wall. It's just like what the fuck. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's like being exposed to like terrible things. You're you're the you're the patient. You're the patient being forced to watch this movie. Yeah, that's, that's, to that's too much for a musical. Jesus, and especially <laughs> the music isn't even good. I don't know. I I was. It's the only yeah, time. Good intention. The only time I've ever watched something that wasn't you know inappropriate that i was worried about somebody walking into the room and catching me watching it because (laughs) (laughs) it was like because it's like what the fuck are you watching joe i i don't know and i don't know why it's on but it is and i don't know what's happening it was shock treatment yeah sit down with with that let's 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 figure out the diag. The, the, let's give yeah. it a diagnosis. Let's yeah, dare I ask what, what is uh, your assessment of, of shock treatment? Since I subjected you to to, to shock I, treatment, I, I'm 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 gonna throw it out, and this is an F. I'm giving this one an F. I mean, if 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 people find redeeming qualities in this for personal reasons, fine, great, good. I just this one did not do anything for me, so I'm giving <laughs> this one just a fat fucking F. <laughs> Sorry. How about you, Ryan? I, you don't have to apologize to me. That's not... I, I agree. I, I want to put it back in the rusty uh, trunk in the in the deep pits of the junkyard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And melt it down, Terminator style, to ensure well, that well, it never troubles the future again. I did want to mention this because you guys were talking about, like, you know, the songs getting stuck in your head. It's funny because I haven't had any of these songs stuck in my head, but I have had songs from Rocky Horror stuck in my head. It's almost like my brain's like, no, 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 don't look. Don't look. Look at the thing you like. Look at the thing you like. Just don't listen to the noises. Just look at the thing you like. It's like Indiana Jones. Don't look at it, Marion. Yeah. yeah. Your brain is nicer. How about you, Eric? Well, I'm going to be the only one to give this one a little bit of a... And I, I, I obviously can't give this like an A or anything. Um, I think it's... It, overall, it's not a very good movie. It's it's not Rocky Horror in any respect. I don't think it's necessarily fair that it gets... Well, I don't know. Maybe it is fair because they really tried to recreate Rocky Horror and... Same yeah, cast. So, <laughs> yeah. It succeeds at times. It's muddled by like the music that doesn't quite fit and the low budget like stagey feel, which again, I, I like I said earlier, might have been intentional, but it really does hurt the the story or the, the movie. Um, I think the early part of the film is pretty strong and then just doesn't hold together uh, towards the end. As it digs into like the Brad and Farley like twin brother storyline, I could I start to care less and less about what's going on. I think the early parts of it were just getting flashes of like you know, uh, heavy handed criticism of, you know, fast food culture and this and that is, is much more fun. Once it dives into this like Brad Farley thing, I, 
I, I end up kind of tuning out. I don't like the latter half of the movie. Um, some of the music's not bad. I I have uh, the um, soundtrack to it on my on a Spotify playlist somewhere that I hear every once in a while. There's some stuff in it that's okay. Um, I there's also a couple songs that are obnoxious, and there's a couple songs that are just very unmemorable. But there's a couple songs that are good, so it depends. Uh, if you like Richard O'Brien's uh, music, it's it might be worth checking out here. But um, I don't know. Overall, it's it's kind of fun. It's weird. I like some of the music. I don't think it's a give good it a grade, movie. Eric. Give it a grade. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you can't um, save it. It's on fire. Let it go. I'm gonna go with a C. I think. There you go. Wow, okay, that's. You know. C for crap. We got that's it. That's impressive. No, that's that's impressive. I will say, yeah, he. Uh, I just want to. I will say this. How about this? How about this? Next time you go to a Rocky Horror Picture Show, dress up as one of the shock treatment treatment characters. Any one of them. You'll those. get like five people that give you a high five. Guarantee it. Yep. <laughs> so you've done it. You've done it. Cool. No, All right. I don't know. You know, and I guess I I will throw this out there. If. I'm not saying you can't do a sequel to Rocky Horror, and and actually, I'm not saying this couldn't have been a good movie. It's just it's suffering so much from not, you know, for trying to be a direct sequel, it doesn't work because it's not. I didn't feel like it was developed. So you know what? I I think I, this could. I mean, if 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 they would have like done the same thing that they did with Rocky Horror, this one actually could have been something. I don't know. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the dying dad in Inception, the scene where like the the son is talking to his dream dad and saying like I'm not <laughs> disappointed I'm not disappointed in you in that you didn't become me I'm disappointed that you tried. And, uh... <laughs> that works really well, but but so, next week we uh, next week though we are going to be continuing our discussion on kind of offbeat and forgotten musicals from this era when we uh, cover the uh, 1974 American Four, yep. musical film Phantom of the Paradise. So make sure you tune back in for that. Uh, have you seen Shock Treatment? I would love to hear another opinion on this one. Um, uh, feel free to uh, send us an email at videojunkierpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, either the formal Facebook page for Video Junkier Podcast or the Video face, Video Junkier Podcast Facebook group. Uh, or find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod. And please let us know what you think about uh, shock treatment. Do, do you think it's it's just a floating turd like Ryan and I do, or do you think it's it maybe has a slightly nice aroma like Eric thinks? <laughs> 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 it's like a hot porta potty during Summerfest. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh gosh, it's okay. It's okay. It's got that blue scent. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, Eric. I'm still smelling shit. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. So thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, feel free to check out the next uh, episode where we talk or have already talked about Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, depending on winter, depending on how it comes out. So. <laughs> But I want to thanks everybody for tuning in. This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. Keep 
We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word I want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.